0: Hey there, patrons, welcome to your bonus podcast for episode 317. I am in full on grandfather mode with my glasses like, what? Ah. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, I hope you enjoy this conversation with Joseph C. Phillips. I hope you enjoyed the main conversation, which is the longest podcast I think I've ever put up. I didn't realize how long it was until after I published it, um, but that's cool. Like I said in the beginning of that one, i do what I want. It's my podcast. So uh, we had a lot to talk about. So I'm glad we got to do it. Um, The zines went out this week. I want to make sure you know that and you know to look in the mail. Um, All of you who are listening to this should be getting it soon, like in the next couple of days. If you didn't get it, probably didn't get it already. It's just Wednesday now. Who knows? Maybe New York City people got yours already. Um, Let me know when you get it and post pictures on social media. I think it's such a cool thing. But... It's hard. It's really hard to get the word out about this. So if you like it and you think it's cool, tell your friends, post it on your social media, tag me at Michael Heron. I'd, I'd be really grateful for you to to share your zines when you get them. Um, I want to make sure $5 patrons know that this is the last time I'm sending um, hard copies of the zine to patrons. They're only going to do, I'm only going to make the um, limited edition hand bound ones from now on. So let me know how you feel about that. I want to give you plenty of advance notice so you know to either upgrade to $10 if you want one, or if you feel like it's not worth it to be a $5 member and you're going to take your leave of Patreon. um, I'd love for you to know now (laughs) that you should do that. Of course, I'd love for you to stay. You'll continued to get all the other stuff the bonus podcasts, behind the scenes stuff, free downloads of all my albums, um all that kind of thing, which is what it was before. I added the bonus podcasts. Uh, I mean, I added the zines, the hard copy of the zines. I think with 3 Winters, that was the first one I sent to $5 people. I have to go back and look. But um I did this one even though I didn't offer it to new $5 patrons. I'm going on about this too much. I think because I feel guilty about taking a perk away. So let me know how you feel about that. Um, You still get a lot of stuff. So I hope it's okay. But please communicate back with me about that if you have problems. Um, Because I really do want to hear your feedback. Especially if you don't like the fact that I did that. Okay, I've talked enough. Um, Enjoy the zines. Enjoy this podcast. Um, Thank you for being a patron. And um, I'll talk to you later. Hey, patrons, welcome to your bonus podcast. Uh, Joe Phillips is here. I hope you don't mind that I just referred to you as Joe Phillips instead of your longer, fancier name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks no so problem. much for joining me. Oh, yeah, that's I, I, I asked about that first. I just want to just so everyone knows I'm not being um, uh, presumptuous. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> uh, the, the reason I always ask that is because sometimes people call me Mike instead of Michael. And for whatever reason, I'm like, nope. That is not. I don't usually say it, but usually when it happens, I'm like, "What?" I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say that was my name. <laughs> anyway, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, your music. I found a, a a little quote. It may have even been in the press release where it says that you you coined the phrase "mixed music" to describe your compositions. Um, and you can hear it, like when when people listen to this, I'm sure they'll hear. There are a lot of different influences happening in your music, and I'm curious. Um, what some of those are for you like maybe specific musicians or genres like where where do you draw your your influence?
1: um well you know the the term itself just came it comes from um, I it was actually uh, my thesis in my my uh, master's thesis and I wanted to sort of figure out a way to describe what I'm doing because I'm you know I, a lot of times as any composers all through history they've taken many different kinds of Influences from composers, or whether um, whether it's folk music or whatever the theme is, and they just combine it into their own um, aesthetic, and then it comes out, whatever whoever they are, partly partly it's, it's through whoever they are, and I wanted something to describe what I'm what I'm about, you know, like, cause really, I mean, if, if I were someone to ask me, it would just be Joe's music. That's, I mean, but no one's going to know well, what does that mean? You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so, um, you know, mixed music is a kind of a term to help describe, um, a lot of diff- the influences that I have. Of course it's classical music. I grew, um, I was always influenced by classical. Um, and I always say my five big classical composer influences are, um, uh, Debussy, uh, Mahler, and then um, more contemporary, uh, Steve Rice, John Adams, and then uh, Maria Schneider. So those are kind of my big, kind of, I always kind of come back to. Um, but then there's all, all sorts of other people. Morton Feldman is a big uh, influence on me, and um, people like John Coltrane. Um, you know, and then, if, then of course there's um, uh, sort of popular music. So Prince has always been a, a big influence. Um, influence on on my work, um, you know, and and what I wanted to do with what I had to describe mixed music <clears throat> is, you know, it's kind of like uh, mixed race kids. You know, you have, um, you know, let's say they're black, the parents are black and white. So, you, so the kid becomes black, is, is black and white. But then they're also but they're also this other thing that's both of those things, but neither of those things. There's a, they're this own kind of entity. And that's kind of how I wanted to, uh, how I think of mixed music is I'm bringing all of these, you know, these, all these influences are there. Um, and you might hear it pop out slightly here or there, just like any other any composer's music. Um, but the essence of the, the music is, not, is none of those themes. <laughs> I mean, it's all of those themes, but none of those themes. It's just one kind of... Um, it's me, really, and like that's why I said I go back to like it's really Joe's music, and you know it's all of that stuff is filtered through me through whatever my aesthetic and and idea of taste and and um and and experience life experience, and it becomes Joe's music. it, makes it easy. <laughs>
0: uh, that's a perfect description. I love I love hearing about it because I also write music and uh, perform, and I have a lot of different. Well, Influences too, and I think there are those moments where people say, "Well, what what kind of music do you write?" And I love that idea of like, "I just write, <laughs> I write Joe's music." Of course, I, <laughs> I write Michael's music, <laughs> but you know, I think right. I yeah. think there is that little spot, and sometimes where it's like, "Well, it's a lot of different stuff. It's a lot of different things." So I like, I love your take on that.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. And it's you know, it's hard because you know you, you can't encapsulate even me the idea of mixed music is. It's just a, it's just a marker. It's not, it's not the theme, you know? And so, you know, like, even if I talk to people and say, well, it's, if I kind of dig down a little bit, if if they get a little more explanation then I say, you know, well, it it is classically based. I mean, it just kind of gives people a kind of a, you start to kind of hone it in, you know, and, um, and then you, you um, really, it's just, it's just something you can't encapsulate in one, like, Quick! It's this, <laughs> you know, because it's also you know, even if if you said because every people ha- everyone has the, their own kind of idea of like if you just said oh it's jazz music, then people are like bringing their own experiences in and they hear, you know, um, oh is it, uh, the, to them jazz is like Duke Ellington or maybe to someone else is Cecil Taylor or maybe it's so then their their perception becomes this kind of. <laughs> You know, not exactly what your music is, and and I think that's why I was like trying to figure out a term that that at least kind of puts it in a uh, um, the range of what it's of of what someone might think about it, but doesn't give them any kind of preconceived like um, notion. And then you have to dig down a little bit more. And I think that's you know that's more about what my music is than trying to. Fit it into this? Yes, it's class. It's classical, or whatever. Minimal minimalism, or whatever box um, that doesn't say <laughs> really what what it is, you know. So yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I it's, uh, yeah. It's so much about everything we've been talking about in a way. You know, it's it's kind of taking all of these. It's letting it exist for what it is, not with particular labels or boxes, like you said. Yeah, love it.
1: Yeah, there's my my second album is called Vipassana, and Vipassana is a um, it's a Buddhist. Um, well, now it's a Buddhist. Um, well, Vipassana is a Buddhist word, but it's now Vipassana is like a, a practice, a meditation practice, mm-hmm. and it's it's um, it's. Uh, I read. I I mean, I'm not a Buddhist, but I read about this about. There's just a retreat you can go for like 10 days and you don't talk at all. So you're just kind of, that's called a Vipassana uh, retreat. And so the word Vipassana means to see things as they are. And so I always love, I mean, it translates into that. And I always love that kind of term because it's not like you're trying to force it into some, you know, force something into a box and say, this is, you know, it's what you think it might be <laughs> or want it to be. This is just what it is, and you know I, I always liked that term. Like, and sometimes I kind of go back to it, whether I use that um, actual term, vipassana, or not. But but the idea of seeing things just as they are, there are, you know, um, you know, uh, I think is it's great because then you don't ha- you don't come into it with, you know, like um, it's like our 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 kid. You know, he'll like say, I, I hate. Well, I don't know. Whether, let's see. He, he, he likes most things, but like let's say he hates, <laughs> um, let's say Brussels sprouts or something, you know. And he, but he so he just has this conception of like he's had it and he he just doesn't like it. But if you changed up the, what it, the flavoring is and you just said, hey, it's um, it's something else. You call it something else, and and maybe he'll take to it. And that's I think a lot of ways, you know what it is just accepting it for what like you said it's like accepting it for what it is i think is um uh, it's it's you can get more out of it <laughs> and, and actually maybe reach finally you know have yourself uh, reach out to yourself to what that thing is and then maybe you can have more understanding of what what it is rather than completely dismissing it if it's not fitting into whatever notions um you might Come into come into it with and um you know there was a um the, uh, back in the 70s there was a, the bernstein norton lectures um at, at harvard and he did six of them and one of them is called um i think it's the fourth one called the the lights and dangers of ambiguity and he talks about you know it's it's great i mean you know, of course he's very char- charismatic and and explains stuff very well and um but he talks about this idea of ambiguity and like how a lot of times artists, artists being composers, musicians, mm-hmm. uh, you know, writers, um, they can live with ambiguity. Like they can live. I mean, if we, if you, they can live with something being two things at once. I mean, in many ways, it's like the 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 idea of quantum you know mechanics where a particle can be in two places at once, exists in the same. You know, it's it's both of those. It's in both places. You know, and like that seems like if you have a kind of rigid thinking about it, it, it seems kind of crazy. <laughs> but if you're just kind of open to this sort of things that are ambiguous and just like doesn't doesn't have one particular answer or solution, but is really what it you know it's multiple things or or and 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 that kind of goes back to what it. The, the Vipassana um, just accepting it for what it is, um, then, you know, you can get, I think more understanding and more joy and, and out of it. If instead of just trying to fit it into something that it doesn't fit, <laughs> it doesn't fit into, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, I have like a reverse idea about that question. Like I guess you're, we're talking about your music as it exists. Um, and you know, music in general, as it exists, from the composer perspective, this. I'm, I'm, as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh my god, I might be opening up a whole big conversation, <laughs> but we can maybe keep it short. That, yeah, like, yeah. do you? I, I'm. Do you struggle with expecting your music to sound a particular way, and and having to sort of relax and let it be what it is?
1: Yeah, you know, I don't. I. So I think maybe I've been doing it enough that I don't. Think about like oh it has to sound like this particular thing you know I think I I just I kind of have my own this is who I am or this is how my music is um, it doesn't mean it sounds the same all the time you know but I you know like partly because of all of those influence you know everything comes in and sometimes some things come out more than others um uh, you know I don't tend to to struggle so much with like, what it's going to sound like, um, or what I, I, a lot of times I, I think of more about like, what I want it to feel like, like what, like, whether um, If it's like having people having um, a certain kind of feeling um, mm-hmm. in the music. And then that kind of leads me to what It would sound like you know like what i'm trying to trying to figure that out in many ways it's like a film composer if you're a really good film composer you know you you look at the scene you have the um and you're trying to to create music that either enhances that scene the feelings of the characters or the, the the actual scene the way it looks um you just try to, to, to add to that. And I think a lot of times I just, I feel, I try to feel what, um, whatever the, the feeling or emotion I'm trying to get out, get out of it and try to figure out the way through my own voice that to make that sound like that, you know, and, and, um, so I don't, and, and then it comes out the way, you know, come out the, the way it comes out. And, and, um, and, and a lot of times I think, it's really coming out me you know you hear i mean again i said earlier you hear certain you might hear some influences coming out more than others and you might be able to point out oh yeah that's kind of like x you know um just like any composer you know you hear um you sometimes hear different themes out of you know john adams or Morten, well, Morton Bellman seems like his own thing, but but even him, you know, you can you can pick out certain um, things, uh, and uh, but it become, but it's really them, you know, or or in this in this case me. So yeah, I don't, I, I seem not to sort of worry so much about. I, I guess I guess I trust my, you know, doing it enough. I, I just trust what it, um, my my instinct and um, and and sometimes you know, sometimes I have to. Go back and like that's not quite right. <laughs> <You> <laughs> yeah, know, like it doesn't feel right, and so then I have to go back and try to to uh, capture that. And and sometimes yeah. it happens pretty quickly. Sometimes it's it's a struggle, you know, just like any writer, um, composer, you know. Um, but ultimately, you know, the idea is I'm trying to to maybe the idea is that I'm trying to reach some kind of truth, <laughs> you know, and um, and how I reached that kind of depends on what uh, what I, I wanted to feel, what it should feel like, or or be. So, yeah.
0: Mm, I love that word, trust. I think uh, I, I kind of asked that question of, from a because it's something that I sort of find myself challenged with a lot of times. That I I set my I set out to create a particular thing. And then and that gets in the way of letting it be what it is. I love that idea of like trusting.
1: Yeah. You know, and sometimes it's like I, I've had these things where it's the idea is great. Like it sounds great. I know it's, it's, it's actually, you know, sort of aside from whatever the piece or emotion is, it's a great musical concept or thing, but it doesn't fit the theme that I want. I'm writing, (laughs) you know? And so like, sometimes I struggle. That's the, that's when you get to the point where I don't want to get rid of this thing because, I, I, you know, on some level, you know, like, oh, it's not right. But you don't want to get rid of it because it's it's great, you know, or, it's, you know, it's in, in the abstract. It's great. It's just not great for this thing. And, you know, I always find when I, whenever that happens and I'm in this process of like trying to get rid of it, sometimes you try to fix it to make it fit. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just kind of uh, and then sometimes I just have to say, you know, I, I just got to let it go. Yeah. and and i always find when i let, let it go it's like oh yeah there it is <laughs> always <laughs> it's always, it always happens and so yeah I, you know you struggle and you're just trying to figure out cuz you know you you can and you know you can have these you know, something can be great you know but it just is not great for this particular thing yeah. um, and and sometimes you know i come back to that so sometimes i you know i always have sketches and ideas where I know it's a great thing but it doesn't fit for this particular piece well maybe someday it'll fit and i'll find the thing that'll fit for um and then maybe have to rework it and do things but it's still it's still a good concept and so that, that happens often too where the thing i excise from whatever piece um section or or part will come back i can use for for something else and then sometimes i just i never get back to using that thing but getting rid of the act of getting rid of that helps that uh, you know i go back to the word truth it helps that the piece become true and become what it is instead of like uh, like i was saying with with vipassana instead of wanting it to be something else it's i just have to let it be what it is and Mm. usually that's the much more successful successful pieces you know and, and once you when you hear it as a total and then i then i'm always like well why did I even think that would work, (laughs) you know, kind of thing after, you know, but, but, um, yeah, like I just, I, I think part of it just comes from doing it enough writing enough and just trusting that, that instinct. And, but it doesn't mean it's not a struggle. Like like I said, I I have to, like, uh, ah, you know, those particular things, I just don't want to get rid of it, you know?
0: Um, but sometimes that's what you need to do. Yeah. Oh my God, this conversation, both of them, so good. We've we got to wrap it up.
1: <laughs> okay, yes, I know, I know. It's like great talking. No, no, I appreciate asking the questions. and great, you know, to, to think about the, the idea of, of writing and process. I mean, you know, as composers, as you, you, you were saying too, you know, it's, you're always in your own head and trying to, um, but then when someone asks you or <laughs> says, you know, talk about what you're doing, then it helps you to, Figure out for yourself sometimes what you what you're what you're about and clarify and solidify yeah. the thing. So so thank you.
0: <laughs> of course, yeah. Um-